Hey guys, welcome back to the Put Me On podcast. My name is Brandy. And I'm Melissa. Today, we're doing some spooky stuff. (laughs) It's October, so we have a true crime case um, episode. I know nothing about this, but Melissa's the expert, so she'll be guided us through the yes. whole episode today so i'm kind of excited it's like spooky this is the first halloween themed thing that i'll be doing but before we get into the spookiness we must talk about our updates so catch us up melissa what's been going on with you okay so basically it has not been a good week for me <laughs> um monday i was doing uh, my bed and I went to pick up something and then my back started hurting a little bit and I was like oh but it was like a little bit and I was just like oh whatever mm-hmm. and then as the day went on it got worse and worse to the point where I even cried because it hurt so much that was the worst day Monday um now I'm feeling a little bit better I can't really sit down for too long then I have to like stand up because it hurts but then when I stand up it hurts too so there's like this whole mess the only time I feel good is when I'm laying on my back um, mm-hmm. So I did some research and um, talked to like my parents about it, and we think it might be something called a sciatic nerve, which my dad had because yeah, I explained sciatic. to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I explained to him like my pain. He was like, "Yeah, I felt that before." So he told me that like I looked it up, and basically like there's not really like a cure. Like it's not like you know like nothing too bad. Basically, mm-hmm. I recommend uh, to just like do different stretches so I've been doing that little by little because it hurts to stretch like I it's my certain it's my right leg so it like hurts to stretch but I've been trying you know it hurts mostly like I said like in the morning it hurt probably because I was laying down for like eight hours sleeping and then I just woke up and started Mm -hmm. using my legs again um but I'm getting better um thankfully a rough week but you know (laughs) it's Friday so we made it through I'm glad time is Um, flying and then the smoke is back here again, which is very sad. Smoke is back. The air quality outside is not nice at all, so that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then good news, I started playing Until Dawn. If you guys are into video games, that's a PS4 game. Uh, it's scary, which is why I started playing it right now. And it's really fun. I just started yesterday. I haven't even finished an episode, but I just wanted to get started. And it's actually pretty scary. Like, I screamed because it was. I did it at night, you know, mm-hmm. so I can really be scared. And then just do a little things like, ah, like, you know, like the character screens. And yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. Scares and stuff. But, yeah. So what's going on with your life, Brandy? Tell us about your life. Okay. So for my update, the first one is the fact that I have reached my first weight loss goal. I am on Woo! a... I'm on a weight loss journey and I have um three sub goals before my main goal just to like feel like I'm doing something because you know if your goal is like too far away you're working 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 you're like oh my gosh it's still so far away so I have like smaller goals along the way to help me feel accomplished so I've Mm -hmm. hit that first one this past week and I'm I know I'm very excited about it (laughs) um so yeah, that's my first bit of news. It's exciting. We love to see it. I tried on some old clothes. I keep trying on old clothes because I'm like so shook that things can fit me now. And I have like this pair of jeans that I had in high school and I haven't been able to fit them for years. And I actually fit them today. So we love to see hey. it. It's like the smallest pair of jeans in my closet. So I was very excited about that. I took a video and showed it to my mom. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's very exciting. That's my first update. My second one. My boy Sean Mendez <laughs> came out with some new music. You know I had to talk about it. I was very excited about it. I haven't like looked kept up with celebrities um, aside from like Ariana Grande, but she's basically off the face of the earth right now. I'll probably make it her next album. Um, and Harry, but you know he's never on the internet. So I mm-hmm. saw this morning, I think, which is Friday, the night October second, the day the album came out um, or the single came out. I think it was yesterday that I saw he had did this intro little minute video and then he dropped a single today which is called Wander and I've listened to it at least 10 times and it's honestly a bop. I love it um, and I'm very excited for his albums coming up December 4th. I'm just over here freaking promoing Sean Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he needs it so uh, yeah but I'm very excited about it. The song's great and I'm just ready for like my favorite artist to release new music which obviously mm-hmm. I have like a couple favorites and I don't think any of them are releasing music 
until next year at the earliest. So I was excited to see Shawn Mendes have released something and have something to look forward to, some new music music to listen to in December, which is so close. I can't believe mm-hmm. how much time's flying. I know. It's insane. Like, it's October. <laughs> next what year is going to be freaking Thanksgiving, when Christmas, New Year's, and we're back at it again. Yeah, oh gosh. And then my birthday and I'll probably I don't know. My birthday is I can't just believe like, it's gonna be your birthday. birthday. <laughs> I know. No. I'm gonna be what twenty two. Like we were just in New York for my twenty first birthday. It seems like that was yesterday and yeah. three years ago at the same time. But yeah, that is gonna be time to like figure out birthday plans, which I don't know about <laughs> my birthday next year because of corona. Um but yeah, I'm excited. This is like the first major holidays coming up, Halloween. I don't ever usually do too much, but I'm ready to sit down and watch some scary movies or some Halloween movies. Not too scary. You know, like a hocus pocus type of thing. Nothing, <laughs> nothing to keep me up at night. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much it for our updates. And speaking of freaking scary movies, staying up all night, uh, we are doing, like I said earlier, a true crime themed podcast. So... I don't know. It's going to be scary. I don't know. Melissa will let you know. She's the one who found these cases. I have no idea. I'm just going to be reacting to them with you. So we'll see how our reactions are. But yeah, tell us about it. Okay. Okay. So um, I wanted to do a like true crime episode because I'm really into that. I listen to like two different podcasts mainly about true crime. I'm really into true crime. The opposite of Brandy. Um, (laughs) So I decided to do two different... Well, one of them is not necessarily a case. It's the Golden State Killer. He's not... He's killed a lot of people, but I wanted to talk about it uh, for one specific reason. But um, And then we're going to talk later on about the John Bonet Ramsey case, which is one of the most popular cases I think ever. I feel like everyone has heard of it if they know about true crime. Have you heard about it? I have not. (laughs) I've heard of neither of these things. Okay, so we're going to do the kind of solved cases. Um, So I wanted to talk about the Golden State Killer because he wasn't caught until 32 years later. He wasn't caught until 2018, which I think is crazy. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, we're not going to go too in-depth. Um, there are a lot of ways that you can find more information about this killer, podcast episodes, videos. I mean, there's so many information about him, but mm-hmm. we're just going to, like, briefly go through them. Okay. Uh, so, his name is Joseph James D'Angelo. Yes? Sorry. I was just going to say that reminded me of um, cold cases <laughs> where they, like, the person who they get caught, like, years, years later. That's just reminding me mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> Which is, I kind of do watch, like, the only crime things I watch are, like, TV shows. So I don't know about, like, real-life mm-hmm. crime, but, you know, the made-up ones. Mm. I watch, like, Cold Cases and some other shows that I can't think of the names of. I've never watched, like, CSI, but those type of cases or those type of shows. Yeah. I actually do like to watch them. And, you know, like, my favorite genre is action and, like, my favorite type of action is where, like, people are just getting slaughtered. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just love, like... People getting murdered, that kind of sounds crazy um, in movies. Uh-huh. So it's kind of weird that I've never, like, dabbed in, like dabbled into it in, like, the real life. But mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I like the fantasy because I know it's fake and I can just sleep at night. <laughs> maybe that's why. Okay. But, okay. yeah, go ahead and um, tell us about it. Wait, talking about shows, there's a show that I recommend mm-hmm. everyone to watch. Criminal Minds, <laughs> have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. I I've, watch it, like, every day. How do I watch at least, like, What's the main characters? I think I've watched a show. It's like a guy, um, well, a, a woman, and a man are like, like different. the main there's one. A, there's like guys, and then there's a girl. There's like oh, maybe I'm thinking about Bones. Oh, I'm thinking about Bones. Which is yeah, also, this, have you heard these of that? Are, they work in the FBI. Basically, okay, yeah, Bones people. is like that too. But yeah, I recommend it. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Yeah, and I literally um, okay. watch Dexter, which is, you know, along those lines. He's a serial killer, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah. so his name was Joseph G. D'Angelo. He was a former police officer who, from 1973 to 1986, committed at least at least 13 murders, 50 rapes, and 120 bur- can't burglaries. <laughs> burglaries across California. So That's for me, crazy. what was so crazy was the fact that he didn't get caught like, until 2018, um, yeah. and the fact that they caught him when he was 74 years old. So he so- was caught. On April 24, 2018, and he was 74. 
Okay, so he only committed crimes for these 13 years, and then he stopped, and yeah. then they found him He's, all these years well, later? Yeah, well, the thing about, like, crime and things like that is what they might, what he might, you know, say that he did. We mm. don't know. Maybe he did a kill afterwards, but for, those are what There's they no might think. There's no evidence. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so that is what uh, he was caught for. And he pled guilty and was sentenced to, of course, multiple terms of life without parole. And mm. the way that they found him, because for years, I mean, there was no evidence. And it was also since it was from 1973 to 1986, we didn't have the technology that we have now. Yeah. Uh, but they did find some DNA, but it was, they, like, did it. They, like, searched it through so many databases. They searched, like... 1.5 million or something like that I saw in a video and they still could not find this guy but mm-hmm. the police like they kept going after like we have to find him even if he's dead we have to like close the case <laughs> yeah um so like I said there was no criminal DNA database no hits nothing and then an investigator and DNA expert called Paul Holes um he thought that he could find the killer through a roadmap to his genetics so basically kind of like basically like uh what are those the family trees yeah basically so they they did recover from specific crime scenes some dna and from Mm. that they were able to find someone who matched that dna from the 1800s so it had to be like a great 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 grandfather (laughs) of the killer so they went literally like branch by branch. They were, they did twenty five family trees, connecting like trying to connect and see you know who could it be this mm-hmm. and that. They spent four months building out family trees name by name. They went over census records, newspapers, and like they just like went in trying to find who it was. And then yeah, obviously they later found out. <laughs> I know. I'm like that's dedication. Um, yeah, literally. Then they finally found that it was connected to D'Angelo because he left. He, I think he was still living in California when he was caught, and they found that he was a police officer. So maybe that was a way for him to kind of hide the crimes, and yeah. he might know um, what to like not leave, not leave evidence. The way mm-hmm. basically he knows how the system works. Yeah, basically so, Dexter. Um, <laughs> that's he literally uh, works in the police force and like oh sometimes. really i have to watch mm-hmm. this show yeah it's I've actually a really good it. show i haven't watched it in like a couple weeks but i think about like season two it's actually really good mm-hmm. um yeah so i'd recommend but yeah he did work he's not a police officer he's like sir uh forensics blood analyst for the police mm. but he yeah so he like works for the police and sometimes he okay. uses his perks to hide his murders and stuff mm-hmm Okay. Um, then <laughs> the officers were able to get the DNA because he, like, threw away a shirt or something like that that mm-hmm. had his DNA, and they tested it with the DNA they had from the other crimes, and that was able, yeah. and they were able to find out. So at 74 years old, he was caught, which I think is so crazy that, like, they literally caught him, and now he's, like, an old man, probably going to die soon. <laughs> um, yeah, that but, honestly is crazy. Yes. There's a lot about this killer. I recommend if you're into true crime to look into it. Um, I just wanted to talk about it because it just so happened he got caught, like, not that long ago. And I feel like that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen a lot because there's, like, a lot of, like, killers out there. Like, the Zodiac killer who, like, was never caught kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. then they caught him. So. So the Zodiac killer was caught? I don't know who that is. Yeah. (laughs) No, he wasn't. The Zodiac killer was never caught. So he's still out there or is he dead? Um, I'm pretty sure he was dead because I feel like those crimes happened like the 1970s or maybe he's like super old. I have okay. no idea when those actually... I haven't looked into much of the Zodiac Killer, but I do know that he was never caught. Uh, he like like taunted the police, like he would like send messages and stuff like that, but they were never able to find him. I think a lot of people like said that they were the Zodiac Killer, but they just did it like for fame and you know yeah. a lot of people like say they kill people but they don't really mm-hmm. so they had like a lot of false accusations but for what i know there it was never caught till this day that's so. literally everything you're saying i'm like comparing it to dexter like there was a <laughs> crazy serial killer that was out there and like they thought they found him but dexter knew that it wasn't him because he was also a serial killer and he's like this person can never do what i do and like mm. there's people who are pretending to be him just so they go like get the fame like they literally went mm-hmm. to get arrested just to get credit for committing yep. mass murder which is psychotic um 
but it's just so crazy to see like these things actually happen. Because yeah, I know like people murder people and they're serial killers and all this stuff is happens in real life. But to actually hear mm-hmm. cases about it and like I'm like, oh my god, this is like the TV shows I watch. Why am I not into this? <laughs> so maybe I will be a true crime, a new true crime stand member. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I find that so interesting how he just like committed like so many crimes in 13 years and then just stopped. Or they mm-hmm. were never able to find evidence. I feel like that's kind of, that maybe they weren't able to find evidence to connect it to him because I think that's so weird to just kill people, stop. rape people, rob people for 13 years and then just decide you're a better person stop. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of strange. Like maybe if it's just like burglary and he like got a whole bunch of money and now he's like, okay, I'm just not going to commit crimes anymore. But like the murder and the rape is, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> That's more so like a you want to do that versus like I have to do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Even though burglary yeah, it tends is not to, like that either. It but. tends to happen a lot, actually. And like, I don't understand why. Like, I'm literally going to like say this about, I'm going to be like you, but in criminal minds, mm-hmm. literally like that happens. And they say that sometimes when a person just like out of nowhere just starts killing and then stops, they might be going through like a psychotic break to a point where they're just like killing and then they're like realize like what they're doing and they might you know stop i don't know if that's the case for the golden state killer but i do find it weird too how like for 13 yeah. years because it was so long it wasn't just like for a year or wasn't mm-hmm. like you know it was like yeah that's long a long psychotic break yeah <laughs> so who knows maybe he did but for now i think that's the only thing that we know so far. and i wonder i might have to look up more about this because i wonder how when he, like, pled guilty, was he just like, okay, yeah, you caught me. Like, I'm 74, I'm dying soon, I don't care. Or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, It's probably the... to the point where he thought he was not never going to get caught because it's so long later. So he probably mm-hmm. just lived his life day to day. And he was like, if I get caught, it is what it is. Because, I don't know, that's like a... That's also a long time to be on the run. Like, I feel like I'd be very paranoid. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would be very paranoid if I... Yeah, I mean, he was a police officer, so I feel like he definitely knew what he was doing, so he was just like... And some yeah. people just are, like, they're just, like, psychotic, where they don't... They just, like, think they're like, oh, I'm never going to get caught. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find this website. All of the stuff that we're finding, I'm going to have the link in the description uh, where okay. I got the information from if you want to check it out yourself or anything like that. Um, but it did say that a bunch of people went for the Golden State Killer. They, um, the families of the people that died uh-huh. had, like, went and basically, what's that word called in legal terms? When they, uh, I just had it right here. When they what? You know what I'm talking about? When they're like, um, I did this. I mean, you did this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what stand trial? Oh, here it goes. Okay. 45 victims and family members testified over three days to the pain and anger caused by the man known as the Golden State Killer. Oh, you meant testify? Yes. That's literally the word. I'm like taking legal environment of business and we're talking about trials and this and that. And I absolutely hate it. Um, But that's so funny. You're like, what is the word? I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Me failing this class. I don't know. Um, But he had a wife named Sharon and they were married from 73 to 2019 so I don't know she just dipped on him while he's in jail but probably on the internet it literally says to 2019 they're no longer married and he's still alive 74 like you said had three children um I'm just over here like which I think is even crazier like you he like killed and then just like had a normal life like married had children the first year of his committed crime is the same year he got married in 73 mmm Interesting. Should we just become FBI? I know. Investigators? <laughs> uh, this is my new life goal. This is what I'm into now. I love this. Looking at his face in trial. Yeah, he looks a beat beat up. He looks like he's been yep. through life. He looks very old for 17. I mean, for 17. <laughs> 17. For 74, he looks quite torn up. Um, yep. But yeah, maybe he just lived a hard life. But that's crazy to... Also, people who have, I feel like that's actually every serial killer or most of them. Like, they have this normal life, and then they just have, like, like they're just killers on the low. <laughs> like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's also how they blend into society. 
so I was just going to say it's crazy how he was literally a police officer, like, saving people's lives from, from those who commit crimes. But, yeah, he's committing crimes. Like, that's mm-hmm. just mind-boggling. Like, he's arresting people for doing things that are probably not even as bad as what he was doing. Yep. Crazy. That's literally, uh, like, my mind is blown. We might have to do this again. I'm actually intrigued. I'm like... There's so many other cases. There's so many other serial killers. Like, Ted Bundy. Have you heard of him? He's one of the Mm -hmm. most popular ones. Yeah, I've heard of him. (laughs) Yeah, he um, also, like, had a pretty, like, normal life. Like, he was educated and people, like, saying he was really charismatic and Mm, all this stuff. And then he ended up being a killer. And then what was crazy was that when when he was going on trial for these Mm -hmm. kills... There was, like, he had, like, fangirls. Like, girls would, like, yeah. be at the trials and be like, oh, my God, he's so cute. I was like, Yeah, I saw heck? that. I heard a... Well, the reason I, like, heard about that is because they have a documentary on Netflix. I haven't watched it. I actually added it to my list to watch it, but you know me. I'm always adding stuff and never getting around to watching mm-hmm. it. But I definitely do want to watch that. But, yeah, I think that's crazy. But it also... I actually... I need to look up what he really looks like because... It's so crazy how girls or people were really like, oh, my God, I want him to come kill me. Um, And, like, that's not funny because he's actually out here killing people. But I think it's due to if he's attractive or not, which is crazy. Like, you can do... Two people can do the same crime, but one of them can be attractive, and then it's, like, socially acceptable to, like, all these yeah, young I, teen it, girls or whatever. It's also, like, like when I find, like, Damon attractive on Vampire Diaries, yeah. and he's an actual murderer. Like, yeah, like, but oh that's God, not you real. I know, but, like, I, 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 like, get white people, but then I'm, like, he actually killed people. Like, yeah, Damon I is a character of vampire. Of, like, yeah, like, I get but it, because like, we do that with shows, but, like, sis, this is real life. He will yeah, murder you if he I got the never. chance. So it's not cute. He really would. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I want to watch the documentary, because I, um, I heard about him, because I feel like he's, like, one of the most popular um, serial killers. Mm-hmm. He, like, escaped jail. Like, it's his whole, like, very oh, wow. in-depth into that. Yeah. Um, uh. A lot of people think that, like, why because even like i think it was like even the judge like was kind of laughing at his jokes because he was like joking in trial which i'm like what are you doing Mm -hmm. um a lot of people like he was getting away with so many things was because he was white and i'm like hmm, makes sense this is white um dude who's just over here just having fun and a lot of people didn't believe that he killed them because you know he was so charismatic or whatever but like Mm -hmm. people who are charismatic can still be killers yeah that's really how they begin away with it low-key or yeah, at least there's the serial a, ones. Yeah, there's people a documentary murder, like, about him. And mm-hmm. there's also a movie adaptation which stars Zach Efron and mm-hmm. Yeah. Um That's the one I was thinking about actually. Yeah, it's not a and, documentary. Um, uh what's the girl's name? She also Yeah, I was, was thinking of her. Lily Collins. With Collins? Lautner. Lily Collins, yeah, that's her name. Yeah. Yeah. So I will definitely have to watch that definitely in the day because I get scared at the stupidest little things. There was literally an episode of Dexter that kept me up and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> but it was also, oh my gosh, you have to watch the show. It was also like the serial killer and I was like, oh my God, he's kind of cute though. Oh my God. But it's fake. I, I think about that too when I watch Criminal Minds. I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. And then he turns out to be a serial killer. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. We got gotta go but yeah it's definitely fake but i was like oh my god i love this show and then at night i'm like oh my god he's gonna come kill me next i'm like what is happening to me but i just get mm-hmm. scared at the, at the littlest things but yeah that was that was nice <laughs> the golden state killer he got what he deserved so he's basically in jail for the rest of his life i'm assuming yes he got like multiple uh life sentences without parole so he'll be there for like until he dies which okay. will probably be soon yeah all right, so that was, I was going to say fun. I don't know, is that fun? That was interesting. Maybe that's a better word. Yes. Um, that was interesting. So tell us about the next case. Okay, so now we're going to talk about one of the most popular cases, I think, unsolved cases, I think, uh, ever. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like, in the past decade. So we're talking about John Benet Ramsey. So before I want to get into this, um, I try to go in much in depth as possible, but I'm not doing... I'm not talking about everything because I feel like if I am, this is going to be like a two-hour podcast. And um, it's not like I'm not talking about every um, person that might have killed her because there's a lot of different theories, a lot of different suspects. But um, So the person's dead? You'll see. Okay. <laughs> Basically. 
basically, Wait, okay, uh-huh. so so this is not a serial killer story, or is it? No, it's okay. just one case where it was never solved, but people talk about it a lot because there's a lot of theories. That's okay. why it's so popular, and everyone like I feel like has like an opinion about it. I, mm-hmm. If they're into true crime, you, if you know about it, you most likely have a different opinion than another person or whatever. Okay, so John Benet Ramsey was six years old when she died, so she was killed. I just um, her she was a beauty she pageant. Was so cute. I know she was a beauty pageant, um, and she was actually pretty like good at the beauty pageant. She won like I think a couple of uh, competitions that were pretty big. Um, her family um, was I would say like higher class, um, not necessarily like rich rich, but they had a pretty big house. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what the parents did, but. You can, like, look into that. Um, so, I'm going to start into the case. So, it was an early morning on the day after Christmas, December 26, 1996, in Boulder, Colorado. So, the parents, John and Patsy Ramsey, woke up and they found that their daughter, Jen Bennett Ramsey, was missing from her bed. Like, she was gone. Mm-hmm. So, the parents had woken up early because they were getting ready to go to a trip. So, while they were trying to find her... Um, she, the mom found a ransom note saying Mm. that on the stairs and they demanded $118,000 for their daughter to be returned safely. So it made it seem like she was kidnapped. So Mm. we can look over the, um, scary. I know you can look over the ransom note. So basically this is what it says. Um, you can look it up online. It's just search up John Benet Ramsey. Ransom note. So I'm going to read it if I can because the letter, like, it's really bad written. Okay. It says, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign. What does it say? Faction? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> okay, skipping that. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will w- withdraw $118,000 from your uh, account. 100000 would be... In $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring in adequate size attache to the bank. Attache? I have no <laughs> To the idea. bank. We're, we're struggling reading this because it's handwritten. Like, it's a handwritten yeah. note. So, that's why. When you get home, you put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on the delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor, monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an early delivery of the... I guess this is another page? Of the yeah. money. Okay. Hence... What is that? <laughs> there's oh wow there's it's long it's a long note (laughs) i know i just thought it was that okay so basically i'm just gonna sum it up for you um it says not to call the police and it's very long and weird this is a very weird ransom note which is why a lot of people are like the rest "Hmm." i think it's gonna be good okay (laughs) do you have enhance yes enhance and i don't know what that says earlier pickup of your daughter any Devation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do particularly that do you, we, so I... Particularly. He put like a little thing that he misspelled a word. Mm, We're but, struggling, but it's fine. This is authentic. <laughs> particularly the you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as the police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we wow. catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. Whoa. Whoa. If you alert <laughs> bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You would be scanned for electronic devices and if any are found she dies you can try to deceive us but we warn that we are familiar with law enforcement um countermeasures and tactics you 
you start a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions. Okay, so sorry about how much we struggled, well, I struggled reading the note, but it was very... It's handwritten, and it's not good penmanship, so it's kind of a struggle to read. Okay, so they found the note, right? And... What happened? Um... I just gotta say, that's a really weird note. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's so long for, like, no reason. Um, okay, so they found the note. So even though, like, in the note it said not to call the police, the mom, Patsy, called them anyways. Um, and she also called oh. her friends. I know. She also called her friends and family to help them search her daughter. Um, mm-hmm. So the police ended up arriving at their home at 5.55 a.m. Wait, hold found- on. Sorry, yes. Before, what would you do in that situation? Would you, like, follow the rules of the ransom note, or would you just, like, screw these people and call, like, your friends and family, the police, and all that stuff? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean... <sighs> a, I see you wearing the gift I gave you for your birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm wearing a shirt Brandy got me. Um, so, I don't know. I mean... It's, like, I feel like the best choice is not to call anyone, but then I'm, like, what mm-hmm. if the, like... Some of them, like, lie. They, like, kill them as soon as they get them, and then they just, like, give you the freaking remains, and then, like, bye. Yeah. Because it's, like, whenever I think of these situations, the only thing I have to compare it to is, like, movies and shows I watch, and none mm-hmm. of them ever call the police because they're, like, no, they're actually going to kill them. Like, they believe what they say. Yeah. Um, and I feel like all the time where I watch shows like that, they never call the police right away. They always, like, follow what they say. So mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I would probably follow the demands because... Mm-hmm. Just one call and boom, my child's dead just because I didn't follow directions, you know? Like, maybe yeah. she's already dead, but I don't know that for certain. So I feel like sure. I would probably go with the flow mm-hmm. of what they say. Um, but anyway, yeah, continue. You okay. said the police arrived. Yeah, so they, they arrived and they found no force entry. Um, but they didn't, like, really search really well. They did search the basement, which is, spoiler alert, when where they <laughs> ended up finding the body, uh, the dead mm-hmm. body of the girl. Um which, by the way, when I read that, I was like, okay, as of, like, why don't you search the whole house before, like, like, because they found her missing, so wouldn't you, like, go in every room, make sure that she's not hiding, she's a little kid, yeah. you know what I mean, like, yeah. why didn't they search everywhere, and it was the basement, I feel like that's one of the first things you should, like, look for, you know, I don't so know if that's the just the police me. found her in the basement, but not when they did the first check? No, they didn't find her, like, immediately, like, the first thing that they did was, like, because the thing was that they didn't think that she was going to still be in the house because they thought that she was kidnapped because of the ransom note. Mm-hmm. So they were like, mm-hmm. there's no there's no reason for us to search the rest of the house. Which I guess makes sense, but I feel like you should always like, Not make really. sure just in case. <laughs> um, yeah, like what? Because it was in the basement. Like she wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know. So the, the ransom note was just to mess with them. Yeah, so okay. Because she was already dead. Yeah, so Whoa. she they f- she was in the basement. Uh, before her body was even found, just want to say this because there's a lot of like speculation about this case. There was mm-hmm. a lot of investigating uh, mistakes. For example, the her room, the little girl's room, was the only thing that people were not allowed to go in. Anything else, people roamed the house like it was nothing, which is not okay because they're potentially destroying evidence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they were touching everything, going everywhere kind of thing. And Mm. um, the police only, like, didn't let anyone go into her room. But everything Mm. else, so evidence is potentially destroyed because of that. Yeah, Um, because to break in and kidnap her, you got to come from somewhere. And you're not just going to pop up in her room. And since so many people were in the house, not just the police, but she called, like, her family and friends, like, you know. Oh, wow, yeah. That was a big mm. mistake. Um, so during the autopsy, they found that she was killed from asphyxiation due to strangulation, and she also had, like, a skull fracture, so maybe she, like, she got hit with something. Um, Mm -hmm. there was a paintbrush that was used, that was her mother's, that, uh, was used to tighten the rope to strangle her, and then her torso was covered in a white blanket, that's how they found her. So there are various theories on who kills her and what. Mostly everyone, and specifically the media, looked into the parents and the brother. Oh, she had a brother, by the way. Brother named Brooks. We're going to go into <laughs> like, that in a minute. Hey, here he is. How old was he? He was nine when this happened. So there are a lot of 
theories. So the first one goes to the family, like I said. Um, the police felt like the ransom note was staged. It was unusually long. And many mm-hmm. ransom notes yeah. like, get to the case. They're like, hey, have your daughter. Yeah, that was a don't long pol- note. Yeah, don't call the police. Don't, like, just don't. It was like and two then and a half we pages, want money. three pages for reference. Yeah. So it was also written in pen and paper that was found at their own house, which they thought it was kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. So they, I guess, like, for me, I will, I'm trying to like, think like the killer. Like, I feel like, I don't know if I'm just, like, prepared, but, like, wouldn't you, like, carry your own or something else or, like, have it written Write already? Write it before you got that there, Because, yeah. like, they might have been caught while he was trying to find a pen and pencil. So, like, that's why mm-hmm. they're like, hmm, maybe it was staged. And why would you break into someone's house and then feel the need to have time to write a three-page <laughs> ransom? Yeah, like, the I'm like, note was long. Yeah, and there might be, like, other reasons why, but that's one of the things mm-hmm. that the people are, like, looking into the family. They thought that was kind of weird. The ransom note was the most, like, weirdest thing. It was long. It was just, they yeah. found it. Um, also, the amount of money that they asked, $118,000, was almost mm-hmm. the exact amount that the dad, John Ramsey, received as a bonus earlier that year. So, like, how would the killer know? Like, that mm-hmm. was kind of weird. So they were like, okay, yeah, weird. Yeah, they watching them. Yeah. Also, at first, the parents were reluctant to cooperate with the police. Um, like they they didn't really want to cooperate with them, which they later on said it was because they feared the police would uh, look at them only and would not search for other suspects. But I'm like, okay, so like, how did they want to cooperate? It didn't. Like, it didn't say specifically. This is just what I found on the okay. website. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they just like were like, okay, tell us this and this. And there, a lot of parents when. Um, their child is, like, missing or dead. They're like, don't focus on us. Find the actual killer kind of thing. And I feel mm-hmm. like the police kind of looked at it like a negative way. Like, come on, we're just trying to, yeah. like, help you find your daughter. Uh, so yeah. that happened. Um, they were, all three of the members of the family were questioned by the investigators. And they were, um, they were submitted handwriting samples to compare them to the ransom note to see if mm-hmm. either of them actually did it. Uh, John, um, which is a dad, and Burke, the brother, were cleared of any suspicion, but the mom was not. But it wasn't, uh, like, 100%, but mm-hmm. her handwriting kind of could have been the note, but it was still not enough evidence to, like, uh, say that she 100% did it. So that was what happened there. Yeah, and maybe if it was the mom, maybe she tried to write with her non-dominant hand, which is why the letter was so hard to read yeah it reminds me of like when like i remember i would try to write like my sister like Mm -hmm. i would like do it with this like when she was little yeah so like because like kids like write like that so i don't know that could be it yeah Um, that's true so one that's one of the theories of one of the family members did it um there's a lot of things that are like kind of suspicious but then there's a okay so let's speculate more on this theory before we move on to the next okay wait hold on i wanted to okay talk about before that the brother theory which is still in the family there's more Mm -hmm. information about the brother and i've heard more about the brother a lot of people think it's the brother including myself because let me just tell you okay so there's various theories on the mom and dad um Mm -hmm. which you can look on it i didn't i didn't go into specifics but you can the website that i use goes into specifics if you want to look into that but the brother is the one where i wanted to talk about because i feel like everyone thinks it's the brother like i see it online all the time um when i look at like videos about it everyone's like it's a brother it's a brother so everyone thinks his nine-year-old brother there was a forensic investigator named werner werner spitz who uh went over John Benet's autopsy and said that, you know how I said that she probably got hit on the head? Mm-hmm. So they think that it um, it might have been from a flashlight that he saw in a photo in the kitchen counter in the crime photos. So um, that's what it looks... Because it looks like that's how it could have been with the way that the flashlight is and the way that she was hit on the head. So the flashlight, was it left in the crime scene afterwards? Like, it was in the crime scene photos. They never thought it was. Like, the police never thought it was an actual thing that the killer used. But this is mm-hmm. one of the things that the forensic investigator think it might have been. Um, these are all theories, by the way. This is not... This is just a theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no actual, like, trace evidence of John Benet or Burke having the flashlight or getting him the flashlight. Nothing like that. But... It, he thinks it might be it based on his, uh, what he saw in the autopsy. So this is just a theory. 
So there's also like the pineapple thing, which I've heard about a lot. So when they did the autopsy, they found a pineapple that wasn't uh, yet de- decomposed in her stomach, on um, John Benny's stomach, um, which the parents thought it was weird because they don't remember her having any pineapple at night because they like set her to bed or anything so they were like that's kind of weird but they did find some um pineapple that burke her brother had made so there's a theory that she maybe like went down and get pineapple and she got some you know how little kids are you know let me have some kind of thing he got mad Mm -hmm. got her with the flashlight and killed her that's one of the theories yeah pretty dark um so what that well what about the strangling and stuff yeah hold on that's what i'm gonna get into okay. it so I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> there's also there was uh wounds on john benet's back which um they assumed came from a the investigator thinks that it might have been from it fits with the edges of one of berg's toy uh, train tracks so they think he might have like slapped her with it or something so like be like hey are you like dead or something i don't know that's what it says on here suggested mm-hmm. it may have been used by burke to poke his sister unconscious body for a response so with that theory a lot of people think that the mom found it found that her daughter the son killed her daughter basically found her daughter dead so in a way to make it seem like she could protect her her other son. She didn't want to lose two children at the same time. She made it seem mm-hmm. like someone, like, pretty much kidnapped her. So she put, like, the duct tape. Cause, uh, she was found with, like, duct tape on her mouth. Like, um, she, like, tied her up. And, like, this whole thing, she wrote the Ramson letter. That's, like, mm-hmm. the whole theory around it. A lot of people think that the dad may have not known because he was, like, mm-hmm. the only one that was less suspicious. But some people think that he might have known. Who knows, this is just, like I said, a theory, but this is the most popular theory that I've heard. And lastly, uh, the reason that most people believe that the brother did it is because he's so creepy. He's literally, (laughs) there's a Dr. Phil interview that he talks about uh, his sister's death. And basically, Mm -hmm. Dr. Phil doesn't straight up say, hey, did you kill her? Well, I don't think he does. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched it. But the way that he responds, the way he is, is very creepy and weird. He was also grinning at some parts, like smiling, which is weird Mm -hmm. because you're talking about your sister's, you know, murder. Like, she's dead. So a lot of people, like, in the comments are like, this dude is so creepy. Like, he definitely killed her. There's a lot of speculations. Um, there are a lot of, of um, more information about that if you want to Google it, but that's one of the things that people are saying. Mm-hmm. I believe on that one that the brother did it, but we're going to do one last theory. There's a bunch of other suspects which aren't in the same websites that we used, um, but a lot of them are like really like it's just there's no way but one of the most popular ones that doesn't have to Wait, do with should, the family should we like look should we watch the interview <laughs> right now yeah on the pod live reaction okay to... isn't it long though it's five minutes okay which one and... do you wait yeah on um today i googled it so it's just john bennett uh, Ramsey murder brother Bert Ramsey reveals key detail to Dr. Phil okay I found it okay, okay. so we're gonna play it we're gonna live react to it um, oh I love this He looks very smiley. Dr. Phil McGraw, good morning. Good morning. How extraordinary to hear him speak after all of these years. And just on the little bits that we've shown on this show, we're hearing from a lot of people saying it's a strange affect that he seems to have. He's smiling. And, and you say even in places in the interview where he's talking about rather serious matters. It is. It'll be dark content. And he is smiling. And 
This is weird. This happened. His parents, depending on your interpretation, either protected him or hid him based on how you want to interpret that. So he has not had the social contact that most kids have growing up. Uh, when you've got reporters at the end of your driveway, he couldn't go to school. And even now, uh, he works as a computer analyst. This, again, computer security. But he works remotely. He doesn't go into work every day. He's not around people. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Um, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. The fact that they've, like, like he said, hid them. I don't know. And it feels like a lot of people think it's him, so why aren't they investigating him? I mean, I guess it's a case that has happened so long ago that all the evidence would be gone. So in that case, it's hard to to find evidence. But at the same time, I just feel like... This is just privileged white people. I'm just going to say it. I feel like if this was a black family, the son would probably be in jail right now without concrete evidence. So I feel like it's a very privileged lifestyle. But the smiling, like like it's a 20-year anniversary. Like he's so excited. It's been 20 years. He got away with murder. Like he's freaking hype. Like it just seems very weird. And then the excuse that like he hasn't had a lot of contact with humans, so he's socially awkward, like... I don't know if that's, like, a good enough excuse for, like, why are you smiling about your sister's death? Like, whether you talk to thousands of people or nobody every day, like, you would know that's a weird reaction to have. Um, and, yeah, so the idea of him, like, murdering his sister and the parents covering her up seems, like, more and more, like, what everyone thinks. And there's been nothing to, you know, solve it. But anyway... Did you want to say something? Yeah, I looked at the continue? comments right quick. And then someone said, because you know how it's uh, believed that the mother covered it up. Um, so basically when the whole pol- when the police were there and they're like investigating, Burke was basically in his room the whole time. Uh, the parents left him there. So a comment said, why would the mother who believed her child had been kidnapped then leave the other child alone in the bedroom until the police arrived? Which I also found, like, it was kind of weird. Because I feel like if, if it was a mom that she was actually kidnapped, like, she found the letter, whatever, wouldn't you, like, go and say, like, hey, let me go check my other son, make sure he's okay, like, have him with me, too? So, see, there's, like, a lot of theories going on around here. So we're going to continue the video now. ...in a social situation. So uh, speaking out for him was a very difficult, unusual thing. Now he's 29 years he's old 29. now. Okay, I think that's enough. Like, you know, it is what it is. Um, so we're going to, like, stop the video. Um, I don't know. It feels... People in the comments are saying, like, whether he did it or not, he's still creepy. Um, and just, mm-hmm. like, typically out of, I don't know, respect or even the way that people are going to view you. Like, typically when you talk about sad subjects, you try to at least look sad. Like, at least look sympathetic, even mm-hmm. if you don't feel anything, at least look the part. So I feel like 
I don't know if that goes into like the socially awkward thing that they were saying that he's that he is, but just the reaction and the smile on his face and yeah, it's been 20 years, but my life is great without her. <laughs> like it just seems very weird. Um so yeah, I guess I would be one of those people who could also see like him committing the crime and the mother trying to make it look mm-hmm. like something else. Um yeah. I would say she did a terrible job at it, but apparently not since the case is still open and remains unsolved. They're still living their privileged lives. But to me, for it to, like, yep. there were just key things that just seemed too weird, like the whole pen in the house and the whole um, um, letter being, like, 50 pages long and, like, there's murder weapons that are in the house and we're just pretending like we don't see them. And then also the fact that the mother decided, okay, one child just killed the other child, but let me protect this child who just murdered my child. <laughs> like, what? Like, I, I yeah. understand the whole I'm protective of my children, even though one child just murdered the other child, I'm still going to protect them. I see that. Um, but then also, it's just weird. Like, I don't know, maybe just mm-hmm. call the police and it could have been an accident. He's nine years old. Like, I feel like it just could have been handled differently um mm-hmm. instead of like this whole fiasco calling all my family and friends and now they're worried sick when i already know my daughter's dead in the basement like that's very psychotic to me like that's very crazy yep. and the fact that they're just out here living life is just i mean i've never seen such a white privileged thing i have to say like if they didn't do this then mm-hmm. my apologies you're still white and privileged but if they did do it it's just <laughs> proof like it's just crazy i just don't see that happening to another um race but you know not to bring race into it but it's all over the world it is it is what it is yeah but um yeah i just think that it's crazy and i my reaction would still be the same if they weren't white it's just the privilege that they do have because i feel like it just would have been looked into a little deeper um Mm -hmm. if you know if things were circumstances were a little different uh, or maybe even if they weren't like as um, well off, like even if they were the same race and mm-hmm. not as well off, I feel like it would have been handled different. So it all comes into like it's like social class. At least that's the way I see it. As as to just how easy they got off with it, and they're like protecting yeah. the child. I feel like if he didn't do it, you would still put your child into public school or have a social life. You know, like trying to move past it. Um, instead of like hiding him from the world, that just makes him seem yeah. That's kind of weird too. Yeah, yeah, because you're not letting him live his life. If he really didn't do anything, why are you trying to protect him? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it just seems um, like and <laughs> it. I don't know. It's just a weird situation. But yeah, that that to me seems guilty. Like you're like, worried he'll go to school and slip up, or he'll get a best friend and then like tell the secret to him him. and then you know like that's kind of what i see where they're like hiding him is like they don't want him to slip up one day and accidentally tell somebody um yeah so my eyes looks very guilty but you were gonna say something else before we like started playing the video and stuff yeah so i wanted to talk about the other like i said there's a lot of theories there's a lot of people that think that it's certain um a lot of different suspects Mm -hmm. the police had a lot of suspects besides like the family Mm -hmm. Um, but one of them is obviously an intruder that actually went in to, um, kill her. So there's a lot of, like, actual physical evidence, but I don't think there's enough to really say if it was this or not, which is why I think it's unsolved. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that was found that it might have been an intruder was there was a foot, but, sorry, boot print. (laughs) Uh, found next to John Benet's body, mm-hmm. which apparently didn't belong to anyone in the family. Um, there was apparently also a broken window, um, which was believed to be how maybe the intruder got into mm-hmm. the basement. Um, there was also DNA uh, drops of blood of an unknown male found in her underwear. So that's one of the things that made people think that it wasn't the brother, mm-hmm. if it was someone else. Um so that's kind of like weird. I love too, how I just went is, in on him, and now there's new ep- new evidence. I'm like, oh, uh, maybe never mind. <laughs> yeah, now that's why a lot of people are like kind of like in between, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is all what I found from this website. This is just 
what I found. Don't know if this is actually true or not, but I feel like it is. I, I've had heard about the DNA drops of blood from um, in her underwear. So the other thing is that the uh, floors in the Ramsey house were heavily carpeted. So maybe it was possible for an intruder to come in and not wake up the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the most famous suspects was John Carr. He was arrested in 2006 and then he confessed to kill her. He said that he killed her by accident. He drugged her and then sexually assaulted her. But he was dismissed as a suspect because he there was no drugs found in John Bonet's system. And then the DNA didn't match him. So he was basically one of those people that we talked about mm. earlier that just want to say that they did it, but yeah. they didn't actually do it. Um, and that's about it. I mean, they try to look into the DNA. It's very, like, the actual blood itself, I think, is really, like, small. Like, it's not, like, um, I don't know. I feel like that's weird. The whole DNA, like, found in her underwear. I'm like, that's kind of weird that they didn't go more into depth about that. Uh, but people still think it's a brother. That's (laughs) another thing, like... There is proof that someone broke into the house. So now there's proof. Um, They live in, like, a well-off community or house, as far as, like, how you're explaining it. There's got to be a security camera somewhere. Um, Yeah. Um, And I was also thinking, like, if someone actually came in and killed her, how did they find her, first of all, the girl? Mm -hmm. Second of all, why the whole ransom note? What was the point of that if she was killed? Yeah, it's just not making sense but also the yeah the fact like do they not have an alarm system do they not have security cameras like are none of these a thing i mean it is, I don't know. it's I mean, the early it was 90s so I'll 19 to, yeah I have to take that into account as well or late 90s uh, mid 90s whatever um so i guess like maybe yeah things have they're not what they are today um Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's, like, lazy on the police side or, like, the parents are, like, it's fine, just let the case go type of thing um, for mm-hmm. them to... Because I feel like I've watched so many, like, cold cases or forensic files where there's, like, just a little ounce of blood and they find who did it. So I just feel like, I don't know, like, maybe they just didn't want to know. I have no idea. It's kind of weird. Um, I can see how, like, the brother is a main suspect, but then I can also see how he possibly didn't do it because... Why? Where's this? The blood, the boot print, the DNA in her underwear that didn't match anyone in the mm-hmm. house. Like that, that doesn't make sense. It's to just let that go for twenty years. It's like what? Twenty-four yeah. years at this point. Um, and for me, also, the like, I I think back to how we talked about earlier how a lot of potential evidence was probably destroyed mm-hmm. because people were roaming the house. Yeah. So you also have to think about, like, th- that kind of thing. But I don't know. And another thing that I forgot to mention, but I did write it. Um, so when the dad... The dad was the one who found her along with the family friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I'm trying to... F- okay, here it goes. Okay, um, at 1 p.m., the detectives asked Mr. Ramsey, the dad, and a family friend to go around the house to see if anything was misplaced, looked weird, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, they still believed she was kidnapped. They hadn't found her body. Yeah. Uh, the first place that they looked was the basement, which is where, of course, they found John Benet's body. Uh, John Ramsey immediately picked up his daughter's body and brought her upstairs with destroyed, of course, potential evidence by disturbing the crime scene mm. um so that was one of the things so there was like i think a lot of just little mistakes that i feel like can be big mistakes in the crime world yeah you know i feel like the number one thing that they tell you is not to judge anything in the crime yeah don't touch the body like don't just leave it alone because mm-hmm. one little thing could just destroy a whole thing of evidence yeah. um so this case is very much very theorized it's still open and still remains unsolved like we mentioned before oh i hate those um, those are like the creepiest scariest ones <laughs> there's still a murder on the loose murderer <laughs> on the loose yeah um but there's a lot of podcast episodes that go much more into detail i watched this buzzfeed on solves which explain the case which i recommend to watch it's it's like 17 minutes long but it goes really into depth about the whole thing if you want to know more about it there's also like a netflix uh film which is not really a documentary they talk about the case in a really like unique way so i don't know how to explain it so it's basically called casting john benet 
and it's really good. Go check it out. That also is um, a very interesting name. I've never heard that before. Um, the name is very interesting. <laughs> John Bonet. Yeah, I mean, she's she's the only one I've heard too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that. What do you think? So, what are your thoughts of this case? Because this was Brandy's first time. Um, okay, so like closing remarks and remarks. Such. Yes. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's creepy that someone is still on the loose. But I'm, like, very easy to, like, scare. Like, so, whatever. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I feel like this case should have been solved. So, it's just kind of, like, annoying on the police part and the parents part. I feel like on the family's part and the police part that there was just mistakes made on both ends. Like, Mm -hmm. one, the police should have made sure that, like, a police officer should have went with them to search the house or something. Like, isn't it the police job to do that? Like, why are you sending two, yeah. if you look at it, like two yeah. citizens to go search for a body if she's mm-hmm. there? And then, boom, evidence is destroyed when they find the body because they're going to react. They're not going to think, oh, my God, we mm-hmm. found the body. Let's not touch it. They're going to have, like, human instincts and want to go touch the body. So I feel like it was just laziness and stupidity on both sides. Like, even as the person, like, yeah, it's emotional to see your dead child, but, like, you should think, if someone did this, we need to find out who it was. Let me not touch and contaminate the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the mom's part, like just how she called all her family and friends, like having a meet and greet at a crime scene, basically. Like now every <laughs> yeah. every area of the place is just contaminated. Like things that could have been evidence is now, you know, just ruined. So again, I feel like if the police and the family just acted smarter than the the case could have been solved. But then again, maybe the family didn't want the case to be solved because the son did it. So yeah, I could see both like someone else doing it. But just some part of me feels like if there was another person who broke into their house and committed the crime, that the family would have been smarter about the way they moved. So that is what leads me mm-hmm. to think that it was the son. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> me too. You and so many other people... Um, but, yeah, it's one of those cases where I feel like everyone thinks, not everyone, but, like, a lot of people do have different theories and opinions about it because there's just so much to talk about. And there's so many things that you're like, oh, well, since this evidence is here, then maybe this person did it. But if this evidence is here, then maybe this person did it. Yeah. So it doesn't all just point to one specific person, which I think is very interesting. Um, it's always, like, one of those cases I feel like people would always talk about. Uh, like I said, it's still open. Yeah. Who knows like if we're ever going to find out who did it. on both ends, yeah. to be honest. Like, I feel like the case, if you look at it, it should have been solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she was literally, like, in the house. Like, yeah. She wasn't like, found anywhere what? else. Like, I mean, I understand, like, 90s is a different time from now, but I still feel like it should have been solved. Like... I don't know, it was just, and mm-hmm. then the son is weird, but that, he can just be weird, like, he could just be, like, socially awkward and just weird, like, that doesn't necessarily mean he committed mm-hmm. a crime, so it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's all what you believe. Let us know. What do you think? <laughs> if you're into true crime, <laughs> what do you think? But yeah, that's pretty much it, right? That was our two cases that we talked yes. about. Okay, so that was mm-hmm. fun. Can't wait to stay up all night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thinking someone's gonna come murder me. Love that. Um, Woo! So, yeah. But, okay, so we're going to do our questions for the pod because I guess that's the conclusion of our spooky October episode. I feel like we should try to do at least one episode a month that's, like, a theme of that month, if we can. It's easier to do October, November, Mm -hmm. December because, like, there's massive holidays. Um, But, yeah. Mm -hmm. So perhaps we'll do that for the next three months. But, yeah, that is it for our true crime segment. We're going to get into the question of the podcast episode if you're new i ask melissa a question at the end of every episode and she asks me one so we can get to know each other better and you get and you guys can get to know us better so my question for you is what's the best present you've ever received who gave it to you and why was it so special <laughs> whoa okay um we have a four-parter question let me think <laughs> um well i have to like probably think back to when i was like little because mm-hmm. i feel like that's when you like cared more about presents yeah know? i mean don't get um, me wrong i still love to receive a good gift yeah i mean yeah 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 <laughs> i i do um but i just feel like your reaction was little, just like, way little, like oh yeah. my gosh yeah this is the best present ever yeah <laughs> kind of thing because like i've like my parents have given me like phones and stuff which is great i've but, never received um, a phone I for just, christmas really yeah no 
Um, okay, so I would have to think that my favorite present was probably, um, one of my first presents that I got here in the United States. I think for me it was so special because, like, in Mexico we didn't really have a lot of money. Like, here, like, I'm not saying I became here and became rich or anything, but we definitely had, um, more Mm -hmm. than we had over there, and in my parents were able to bring me a little bit more like toys than in Mexico um so I remember I had actually not even asked for this I had asked for uh those cards that you write when you're little the little fake ones the automatic ones you know what I'm talking about cards cars cars oh yeah yeah so I wanted one of those but they were really really expensive I think they're like $300 maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know uh, so instead, my dad bought me, like, a bunch of, like, other presents. So he bought me a fake computer, which I used to love having a fake computer, pretending I was a teacher, <laughs> pretending I was, a um, like, a secretary. And then he also bought me, like, a shopping cart, which I just thought it was the best thing in the world. It was, like, a mm. little shopping cart with, like, a bunch of fake little things. And then I think he, like, bought me, like, a Barbie and, like, some clothes. Um, which I just love. Like, it wasn't what I asked for, but I think I liked it even more than having a car because I feel like when you're little and you, like, buy, like, for example, like, I used to think that if he gave me, like, $10 in ones, I thought it was more money Rich. than the one $10 bill. You know what yeah. I mean? I just mm-hmm. thought that more meant more expensive. I don't know. But I just remember that was, like, I was surprised because I didn't expect so many presents. And, yeah, I guess that was, like, my favorite one. I mean... I love a lot of presents, but I feel like for me, that one was pretty special because I just didn't expect it. I don't know. I always think back to that Christmas. <laughs> I know you didn't say, like, Christmas specifically, but... Yeah. Anyways. Okay, my question to you is, what is your favorite Halloween-themed or scary movie? Mm, interesting question. <laughs> I think my favorite Halloween themed is it's not gonna be scary because I'm not a fan of scary movies. Um, is Halloween Town? I actually haven't mm. watched it in a very long time, but I remember that I used, I used to be so excited to watch Halloween Town and like Hocus Pocus and Twitches and all those like you know Halloween themed, but they're not too scary movies. Those are like my favorite type of movies for this month. Mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to watch you know Paranormal Activity or freaking. Whatever else those scary movies are called. I can't think of anything else. Um, so, yeah, I'd say probably Halloween Town just because I always used to watch it when I was younger. I also really liked Hocus, Hocus Pocus, but I have not seen either of those movies in years. Because, um, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, I think last episode, I don't really watch, like, scary movies. or I just watch action movies. Like, that's my favorite. Like, I've seen probably every action movie there is to see, but, like, any other genre, not really. So I haven't watched those type of movies in a while, but I would probably say like Halloween Town. I did really like Twitches. I remember when it first came out, I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. Um, but now I really love that movie. So, But I would probably say like Halloween Town for the 50th time. <laughs> um, if you miss it the first 30 times, Halloween Town. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, pretty much Halloween it. Halloween Town is a classic. I love Halloween yeah. Town too. And Hocus Pocus. I got, that came on uh, TV yesterday. It was, like, the first day of the Freeform 31 Day mm. movies. But I was watching basketball, so I was like, ah, I'll watch it next week. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for our true crime episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, rate us if you would like. And I thank you guys for listening to the podcast in its entirety. Um, do you have anything to say, Melissa? No, thank you for watching. Um, sorry if we didn't really, like go totally much into depth maybe i said something wrong this is the first time that i've ever like done anything like this, this is the first time me and Brittany have done anything true crime um mm-hmm. i got it out of like four different websites which like i said i would keep in the description so if i said something that wasn't right i apologize it's my first time i'm trying here um <laughs> yeah thanks for listening Treat people yeah. very kind of course <laughs> and we'll and- see you i mean we'll You'll hear We'll us. be back. <laughs> yes. Next, Next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.